Welcome to Astro Kiki Radio. We are the e-news of astrology. Today, we'll be diving into the cosmic guidance from the stars, celebrities, and entertainment lifestyle. Thanks for joining us, and let's see what the universe has in store. Hello, world, and welcome to this week's episode of Astro Kiki Radio. We are the e-news of astrology. My name is Kyle Thomas, and I am a pop culture astrologer. You may know me as the resident astrologer of Horoscopes and Horoscopes Daily on Instagram. We are partnered with Horoscopes and Horoscopes Daily, so make sure to follow all of us on Instagram. Also, like, comment, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. This week, we have lots of astrological goodies, the hottest celebrity stories in Hollywood, and a fantastic celebrity guest with us here today. We are recording from my home in the Hollywood Hills. Sam, take it away. Hello, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I am back from my crazy four days at Comic-Con. My name is Sam Davidson. I'm an entertainment news journalist, red red carpet reporter, and expert on everything celebrity and pop culture. Super excited about our stories today because we're going to be diving into some very interesting celebrity pairings, but I am most excited about our celebrity guest, Francisco, also known as Pepe San Martin. How are you doing today? Oh my God. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? I'm great. I'm thrilled to have you because um, you are extremely kind, handsome, oh. and um, had a really fun arc on one of my all-time favorite shows, Jane the Virgin. And of course, also spent a lot of time on Days of Our Lives and The Bold and The Beautiful. So you have a very interesting path that we're really excited to dive into today. But since I'm a fan of Jane the Virgin, tell me a little bit about how you kind of landed that role and how that changed your career in some way. Oh man, it was life-changing. It was life-changing. And the funny thing is that I hadn't really watched the show before, so I got made fun of a lot when I turned up on set. But um, yeah, essentially what happened was that I kept auditioning for Jane the Virgin. I kept going in for smaller roles and I was dying to get a role. I was trying so hard and um, yeah, I never got called back in. And then finally this super meaty role came along and my agents were like, well, just give it a shot. You're perfect for it. You're bilingual. Go in, see how it goes, and got a call back on the spot. And then uh, shortly after, I got a chemistry read with Gina. And when I went into the chemistry read, uh, they seemed to like me, and they kept giving me direction in the room. They were all smiling. There was like a group of three or four people. And then they walked to me, and they're like, hey, are you comfortable with kissing Gina? And I said, yeah, I mean, of course. And they're like, well, you're the only one that we're asking to do this, so... If you're down to do it, then... And yeah, we just had a ton of chemistry from the get-go. That's and amazing. Yeah. It's a very... Spe- I mean, did you catch up on the show uh, before you came in, or did you go in blind because that's kind of what your character would have done? I consciously decided to not watch the show when I was on it because I didn't want to psych <laughs> myself out. I knew the pacing. I had seen a couple of the scenes, but I didn't want to be overwhelmed by the people that um, I was seeing on on you know on the show and then to see him in real life because i mean all the people on that show are forces of nature especially gina she's just a freak of nature she's amazing yeah and it's a you know it's a pretty important role because jane on the show doesn't have a lot of people that she's Mm. dated or dates there's literally maybe four possibly five but to have so many seasons and you have that arc with her. Um, if you guys haven't seen Jane the Virgin, catch up. Uh, I believe all of them are on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And which season you were, it was uh, two seasons? One? I think it was towards the end in the beginning of the fourth. So it was about eight or nine episodes total. Yeah. yeah. A very yeah, hilarious yeah. arc. Well, the thing about it is that they, they introduced my character and I didn't really understand why they did this until I was on set. I think that she had sort of a strange relationship with sex because of what her grandmother had taught her so she finally realized that she could have sex without any strings attached and i ended up being the one that i got a little attached to her in the end yeah yeah the roles kept reversing it was it was a really funny storyline and there's like all these photos online because you know i was doing my research on you and there's some (laughs) website of just like shirtless tv stars and um you were and because you were shirtless so much on the show and which is funny because you do play it was a soap yeah yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and you are a soap opera actor kind of from what that was one of the first things you've done in hollywood yeah yeah it's it's crazy because it kind of came full circle i started off doing soaps and then they wanted me to be a 
a Spanish telenovela star. So, I mean, I was already uh, familiar with that world and everything. But yeah, the gag was that I was supposed to be shirtless under a waterfall in every character that I had done on a soap. So, uh, yeah, they, I mean, I was freezing half the time on set, but it was so much fun. <laughs> you forget about that because of all the adrenaline. Absolutely. Well, we have so much to go into with you later in the show. You are from Spain, mm -hmm. and so, you know, that will, interestingly enough, come into your reading. But, Kyle, let's get into uh, one of the last weeks of Mercury Retrograde. Like, there's a how many more left do we got? Next week we'll be still be broadcasting about it, too. But it'll yeah, be ending, so... It'll never end, but... Uh, it what, will what's, be, I promise. What's our <laughs> forecast? All right, let's dive right in, guys. Leo season began on the 23rd, and it will continue for almost a month now. Leo season is great for art, creativity, romance, and adventure. So let your heart radiate at this time. Also, it's a fun time to show off, so don't be afraid to stand out. Leo is symbolized by the lion and is a very royal sign. They're entertainers and have so much energy and light to give. If you know a Leo, and we all know a Leo, they are hard to forget. Leo's planet is the sun the vibrant giver of life. And that's why Leo can sometimes think the entire universe revolves around them. So, you know, with that kind of energy being apparent, we can kind of embrace that no matter what sign we are. So, you know, who doesn't love love and who doesn't love fun and who doesn't love art, you know? So really kind of allow that to, to channel into your life in some capacity. Yeah, I don't I don't know a lot of Leos, shockingly, um, but I didn't know that about them either. They mm -hmm. sound, if Mercury wasn't in retrograde, sounds like this would maybe be a really good time. I mean, is that going to obviously affect, even though it's Leo season, it sounds like a lot of fun, it's still going to throw things off, right? Well, the thing is, I mean, we've, we've touched on this before, there's always cross currents in the universe happening. So... It may be we might have the best possible aspects in the world for true love and, you know, romance and marriage. And then sometimes like a planet might be throwing shade or going backwards. And then we just kind of have to, you know, roll with the punches of it and understand that, you know, we have to, to, to evolve and, and be flexible in different kinds of situations. Like that's why sometimes I've, you know, brought up like going back to old friends or old lovers or old projects during this retrograde, you know? Yes, I mean, we've, we've, we've all, like, talked shit about all of, like, oh, the, the, the dreaded X. But, like, realistically, you know, some people may actually be destined to get back together with them. And it's not just because, like, you know, I have a, a problem with that, but, like... This guy has a problem, <laughs> I swear. Every week, I'm like, are we going to talk about... No, 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 I'm not even bringing up this hoe. I'm talking about just in general. I mean, like, Taurus, like, I I don't know. It's hard for me to let go, and it's not just about one person. It's just because I put so much energy into my relationships, and I'm not even just talking about romantically. You know, friendships and things like that, unless they are a total piece of shit, I will, you know, try to hold yeah. on. Yeah, I'm the same. Pepe, you know, are you... You're Virgo. Yeah. I know Virgos. I can't let them go. Yeah, I'm like yeah. that with everybody. I just keep giving them chances and chances. But... So do you know what yeah. Mercury retrograde means? Yes, I keep hearing that everywhere, but I'm not exactly sure. I just hear that it just puts, puts you in a funk, essentially, no? Well, I mean, it depends. Yeah. There's a few different things. So obviously, on a very general basis, you know, mm -hmm. everyone knows about, like, technology going off or contracts not supposed to be signed or you know agreements and things like that going a little wonky so like your phone messes up or whatever oh, wow. but also when it comes to very specific signs it rules different things so actually mercury is your ruler so when mercury is retrograde you in general you and gemini's are actually very impacted much more than every other sign so oh, like no. Things are just a little bit more, you know, wonky or confusing for you guys because your ruler has less power. Well, I felt time. it. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, but you're going to feel great, you know, come like August 15th, things will be, yeah. you know, going forward. Currently, it's in retrograde in your, in your friendship sector, and it was also retrograde in your... Yeah, predominantly it's happening in your friendship sector. It's crazy that so it you may, that specific. Yeah, that's well, that's why, I mean, like, I do what I do. Yeah. You know? Okay. So... Isn't Beyonce a... Is she Leo? No, she's she, a Virgo. Oh, she's a Virgo. I was going to say, like, she's killing it now, so it must not be affecting her, but... She's always killing so it. She's, yeah. 
I think feel like she's immune. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All those spells she's doing. So, yeah, but th- that's a whole nother. I, who knows what she's turning Jay Z or doing? We should totally. We should. Uh, totally I've heard rumors of that. I didn't know if they were true or not. Yeah, who knows? I mean, mm. it's a, it's a lot of fun conspiracy to play with. Yeah. But um, so okay, what's the other good stuff? All right. So the thing is, too, you know, again, we have certain great days that we can use for certain actions. So on the twenty fifth, we have a bold, exhilarating, and awesome energy to take advantage of. Mars is the planet of passion and drive, and it's high-fiving Jupiter, the planet of luck and miracles across the sky. So this is a fantastic energy for starting new endeavors. You know, anything you want luck or feel behind and that can go the long haul, this energy is infused into that launch. You know, we do still have Mercury in retrograde, so you're going to have to understand that your plans may actually have to shift later on. Or if you're going back to a past project or something that you want to like restart the fuel with, this would be a great day for it. So really, you know, plan on that because you can build a lot of success with that. So that's one thing to think about. And then the last thing for this week is that Venus, the planet of love and beauty, will be joining Leo and Mars in, or joining the sun and Mars in Leo. And that begins on the 27th. So this is when we should all be going after our heart's desires and really enjoying pleasure, adventure, and recreation. Surround yourself with art, music, or if you're creative, you know, try to let that muse go through you. This is also a great time for big gestures in love. So if you're with someone uh, new, you know, try to actually do something that's going to really, you know, surprise them. Do something really memorable and special, and it's going to be like, kind of sweep them off their feet a bit, you know? If you are with someone that you have been with for quite a while, definitely try to do something that's not going to be the same pattern. So again, that's going to create some sort of adrenaline within them. And then, you know, they take you home and bang you harder. Wow. Um, What about uh, reaching out to the guy that ghosted me for time number two? Uh, Should I I try to go another round or (laughs) let's put this one uh, to bed once and for all as a friend and as an astrologer, Kyle? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, you're... Oh. He's a dick. I'm not going to reach out anyways. It's <laughs> okay. his ass. He literally reached out to me on... It was interesting because Kyle specifically pulled out the day, um, I think for me, and it was mm-hmm. was it for me or for everyone, that it was like Venus, because I'm ruled by Venus, I'm yeah. a Libra, and he said, you know, that was the time, right? That like, kind and of... he reached out to you that day? And he reached out oh, to me wow. that evening. Um, that kind of old loves or, you know, something yeah, yeah, yeah. could uh, reignite. So he did, and he apologized for ghosting me, and um, he's gone again. <laughs> but, you know... <laughs> it's, yeah, it was a quick one. Oh, um, trying Sorry, to, bye again. Yeah, bye, see you. <laughs> I, I literally think I responded. I was like, I think you just ghosted me again. And with that emoji where the girl is like slapping her head kind of like, oi. And he never responded? No. Oh, God. So, yeah. No, he's a gem, Pisces. Is it the worst? <laughs> I don't know what that means. I'm sorry. No, I, I, yeah. I, I'm, and I keep on doing this. I'm like, I'm done with this one. I'm done with this one. By the time I'm like 50, then I will have no partners left because i'll have banned all of the astrological no you just have high standards i guess thank you i agree i agree anything else we have going on for the week ahead that is for this coming week fantastic well guys next we are going to get into my personal favorite segment which is our celebrity in pop culture segment we have three interesting new stories and a celeb wtf so stay tuned Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Astro Kiki Radio. We are going to be breaking down some interesting celebrity news. The first story is Lily Reinhardt and Cole Sprouse, a.k.a. Betty and Jughead from Riverdale on the CW. Um, They just, uh, everyone found out that they are broken up. So they, it's a bummer. I I was at Comic-Con, and I interviewed both of them, and, I mean, nothing really seemed awry. However, my camera guy did say that Lily looked like she was maybe holding back some, like, anxiety or something. He could see it on camera. I couldn't see it. But I'm going to give a little bit of a recap about, like, how long they've been together and when they got together and ended because that really does play into astrologically, which is what we're going to be looking at. 
So um, it was reported by E! News this weekend, which is a pretty reputable source, that the two had ended their two-year relationship. And at the Entertainment Weekly party uh, this past Saturday night at Comic-Con, which I covered the red carpet for, and then I snuck in, which was very exciting because mm-hmm. I didn't think I'd be able to get in, but I just kind of walked in. But if I would have been paying attention, apparently Cole Sprouse was telling everybody that um, him and Lily were no longer together. But they officially um, kind of started seeing each other Well, on July 23rd, 2017. There were some rumors uh, that they were dating, uh, but it was very much confirmed um, by the PDA they were doing at Comic-Con that year in 2017, which is interesting because it's literally come full circle two years later. So October 2017, Cole and Lily were just very into each other on Instagram. He's also a very good photographer, was taking some really cool shots of her. And it was very, like, you could tell through the eye of the camera that he was obsessed with her and that she... Oh, that's romantic. It was, you know, and they were together on the show. So all of the teen, young adulthood, and also women uh, my age in their early 30s that love shows like this, you know, were so excited by this romance. Um, And then by April 2nd, 2018, they were kissing in public. They didn't care. Clearly been together for a while. They made their official debut in May of 2018 on the red carpet at the Met Gala, which was like a very epic year of the Met Gala. Their outfits were awesome. They were very much a power couple. And even on Valentine's Day of this year, 2019, Lily professed her love to Cole on Instagram. So things really seemed okay. But sadly, this news has spread and it's at a pretty inconvenient time because the fourth season of Riverdale is literally about to start production. The couple on the show is in love and they have a lot of love scenes, kissing scenes, but there was um, an interesting thing that they did at the end of the last season of Riverdale where it was kind of a flash forward to Cole's character perhaps being dead. So I don't know if he was going to be written off or it's just kind of a plot ploy, but I am, um, you know, especially with this news, I wouldn't be too surprised if kind of the show divided in a way. So Kyle, I'm interested to see astrologically uh, what what's going on with them. Sure. So Lily Reinhardt is a Virgo sun with a Virgo moon. Cole Sprouse is a Leo sun with a Libra moon. Initially, we see that this is just not a typically compatible connection. It is true that we do not have either of their rising signs, so obviously that does have much uh, that could be at play. However, upon a deeper look, the two have the same Venus sign, which is in Leo. So this shows they have similar styles of relating and giving and receiving affection. Looking back into their past charts, though, we see that on July 23rd, 2017, several factors were at play. The Sun, Mars, and Venus were all in Leo. So for Cole, this means that he was being lit up like a firecracker and was feeling exceptionally romantic and passionate at this time. Both Lily's birth, or natal, as we call it, uh, astrologers call it, Mars and Venus are also in Leo, which means that she was starting to have a return. When a planet crosses the exact place in the sky that it was at the time of someone's birth, there was an important new beginning taking place. It creates patterns that are going to carry forward for the weeks, months, and possibly even years to come. The most interesting thing about this is that it takes Mars two years to return to the same place in the sky. And this was exactly two years ago. It shows that it's fizzled out on her end because Mars rules passion and sex. So there's Mm -hmm. that. The next thing I noticed was that on January 1st, 2018, the Sun and Venus were in Lily's sector of romance and love, giving her so much affection and excitement. As for Cole, though, Mercury, planet of communication, was in his sector of romance and love instead, which is another reason why there was a push to be publicly posting photos. Jumping ahead to May 7th, 2018, there were lots of factors aligning at this time. The moon was directly in Cole's sector of partnership and commitment on this day, and the sun was in his sector of fame and public recognition. So he was ecstatic to be showing off his one and only, that, his one and only significant other. As for Lily, Mars, the planet of passion and drive, was in her sector of romance, so she was clearly feeling extremely focused on her sweetie at this time. However, the reason this is ending is because we had two powerful eclipses this past month. On July 2nd, we had a solar eclipse, a new beginning, in Cole's 12th house of secrets, karma, and privacy. 
Something of deep importance clearly came out at that point in time in relation to his life, and it could be something we in the public do not know, but his close friends do. Or it could be simply the fact that he and Lily are no longer happy and run together. On July 16th, though, there was a lunar eclipse signifying an important ending in Lily's sector of romance. It was destined to end at this time, and that's why they are releasing it. Mm. I just had the chills. Is there any hope? Can we get back together? (laughs) That's what I, you know, people, I read online last night, oh, there might be still hope they'll get back together, but Kyle's just like, nope, it's done. No, eclipses represent destiny, you know, and and so these are the important moments where, you know, people get engaged or get married Mm -hmm. or break up or you find true love or you, you know, Mm -hmm. like for you, there's a lot of energy of that going on right now. Uh So (laughs) we're going to dive into that later, but like literally like, you're gonna fall in love if you aren't right now. Well, I'd love to get my your. Dog and my cat. <laughs> uh, I promise it's not. It's you and being. all of us, honestly, uh, <laughs> we love our cats too. Um, but I wanted to ask you because this is an interesting story because you have worked on big shows before, mm-hmm. and what is your opinion on like co-star oh, man, romance? Yeah. As you were explaining this, I had so many thoughts. So it's. In itself, it's a pretty bad idea to get involved with someone, but because you're so close, it's so tightly knit, you realize that um, you start to have a a, a lot of moments that you share with these people. So innately, there's a a very strong bond and a strong connection. You deal with the same anxieties. You're on set for hours at a time. You deal with a lot of emotions because, you're yes, you're doing scenes and you're acting, but those are real emotions that you're dealing with. So there's this vulnerability that comes into play when you are with someone like that. Uh, But the problem is that once it doesn't work out, you're kind of screwed because you have to share all these things with someone that you particularly don't even want to be with anymore. So it becomes a very uncomfortable kind of hostile environment. I haven't personally experienced it myself, but I've witnessed what it can do. And it, it creates a lot of strain, not just for those two people, but for everyone on set because you're treading lightly just to make sure that you don't say anything offensive or anything that could hurt their feelings. It's It's very uncomfortable. And I just hope that they kind of work it out because... And they get to a place where it's it's manageable, you know, because it's very sad. Do you think producers ever are actually trying to actually set them up for publicity like that, though? What I was going to say on the flip side is that I think it's the best possible publicity because people want to say yeah. how it's going to play out on the show and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm of a nature that I'm not entirely cynical, so I would like to believe that this was probably natural and that, you know, they, it, it, they just kind of naturally happened and they fall in love, but... I mean, it's the best possible publicity that you can get because everybody's attentive to their every move and wants to see if it's Mm going to come out on screen. Especially if their characters on the show, like Lily and Coles, were actually supposed to be dating Mm -hmm. and in love. Um, I I do find it interesting, you know, because as an actor, I'm not currently an actor. I went to theater school and things like that, and I I acted for a long time. So I I always Mm -hmm. found it interesting when you would kind of fall in love with someone in a play, in a short film, and mm-hmm. this and that, because, you know, actors really do tap into their emotions, and, like, how often do you think that what's going on on in the script kind of can get, um, you know, confused with real-life emotions? Yeah, I think it happens a lot. I think it happens a lot, because, again, those emotions are real, and you have a bond that you might not have with your partner or significant other if they aren't an actor. Mm-hmm. It's something that you share that's very intimate, more so sometimes than even sex. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I remember doing a play in Spain and uh, uh, I was doing West Side Story, a, a version of it. And I remember having really strong feelings for, for the other lead that was with me. And, but you realize at, at the end of that, that it's just a moment in time. Like, for example, I think that Elizabeth Taylor would always have a tendency to kind of fall in love with her co-stars. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, astrologically even, you know, creativity is a very similar kind of thing as sex oh you know and so that's why you know when you are creating art you're giving birth to something yeah just like it is with a baby you know and so that's why i i always do associate you know creativity art and sex and passion as a unit a unison and you know that's why i ideally i have this like hope someday that i would be working and creating with someone you know and you know he would be my lover you know, I mean, we'll see, but, but that's ideally what I would want, you know, because like I said, astrologically, that stuff aligns. Me too. I want that too. <laughs> Who doesn't want that? Oh man. Well, 
you know what, I hope that Riverdale uh, will be able to not be affected by this, but if it does, then there'll be some certainly interesting stories to talk about in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, in some happier news, uh, one of the stars of Modern Family, Sarah Hyland, just got engaged to her uh, then-boyfriend, who is a Bachelorette alumni, Wells Adams. And we talk about The Bachelor and The Bachelorette sometimes because I make Kyle because I, I love The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. I have never seen that shit before. Oh, me yeah. You, you sit there sometimes when we watch and I turn it on in the Do you background. see me sitting and working on my computer at the same time, though? Hey, <laughs> we're, we're talking about wine. these stories. You're going to drive away The Bachelor or Bachelorette fans. No, no, no. See, here's the thing. is that like I don't... It's not like I mean... I like Sam is so passionate about it and, and there's such a huge following to it and I think it's really wonderful but I can obviously like I'm passionate about going to the stars with it but like I'd rather watch National Geographic it is National Geographic oh, but something's not working because if he left The Bachelorette he still didn't get with one of the girls well so this was so it's a, The Bachelor and Bachelorette basically has this like alumni you know over mm-hmm. the years and they become very engrossed in the franchise and they have kind of like reality YouTube shows and they're influencers now. But if, for those that don't know the story of Wells and Sarah, it's actually super cute because Twitter is a big place for The Bachelor and Bachelorette. People <laughs> live tweet. I used to live tweet. I don't have the time anymore. Um, it was a huge hobby of mine in the past. But um, Sarah is a big fan of the show. She has been for quite some time. So when Wells was on the show... Um, in around 2017, she was tweeting how cute he was, this and that, and then he didn't get picked, and um, they ended up like DMing on Twitter. And you know, she's an Emmy Award nominated actress. Like, she's a big fish for some guy from Nashville that went on a reality show and was a radio DJ. Um, and they basically fell in love during a time that was really difficult for her. She, Sarah Hyland has a lot of health problems and in September, uh, September 16th of 2017, they really started dating, but this was when she was having her second kidney transplant Oh man! and she had just gone through a breakup, like not that long before with a uh, Dominic Sherwood who was on shadow hunters. Um, they had lived together with animals and all these health problems and so wells really was just like by her side he barely knew her really um but they talked a lot and they've ever since they came out as a couple it was like they were annoyingly just just beautiful you know romantic (laughs) and it's like oh god they're perfect they really are perfect these two and you know his instagram following just hit you know the charts and they he moved here um, in 2018, July of 2018, and she had a second health scare uh, a little bit before that. But yeah, they really care about each other. He is also on Bachelor in Paradise. For those who don't know, Bachelor in Paradise is a spin-off of the Bachelor shows where kind of all the rejected people go to an island for the summer and just swap spit and try to find love again. Um, and no variations of the show. Yes, there are. I mean, no, I get the rejected people on an island. Yeah, they're so, and they're all so hot. Uh, but Wells is on that show as the resident bartender. He's very funny. Um, and he's in LA now. He works for iHeartRadio and has a pretty nice career going on. But yeah, they just announced their engagement, uh, July 16th of this year, just last week. But I believe that it happened a couple of weeks prior. Um, and it was, they were on a beach. They were on vacation. She got some backlash for like the way she looked during their engagement photos, which is super messed up. She was wearing a banana clip in her hair. Who cares? She looked adorable. They were very happy and laid back, but everyone was just like, ew, why would you wear that during your engagement? It's not like she knew. Yeah. She didn't plan it out. Yeah, she didn't plan it out. Yeah. But anyways, um, yeah, you know, I've interviewed uh, both of these guys on the red carpet separately. Um, and I will say, I think they're relatively private people and um, are probably very cool and kind to their friends and those that they care about. But for people like me that are in the press, they're um, a little bit more, you know, just internal. So they're a lot of fun to follow um, if you want to see some mushy-gushy Instagrams. But yeah, Kyle, what is their compatibility like? For sure. Well, the thing that I really love about Wells Chart is that he 
has a birthday that's really close to mine. So, you know, I, I know a lot. I mean, I always know what's going on with me. So <laughs> I, I know him very intimately just from that kind of the transit. So Wells Adams is a Taurus, whereas Sarah Highland is a Sagittarius. So right off the bat, this does not look like, like the most typical match that you'd think. However, Gigi Gorgeous and Nat Getty had this alignment last week too. So this is a similar kind of thing. The thing about Taurus and Sagittarius is that they are both so strong in their personalities that they can sometimes rub each other wrong. However, that doesn't mean that they cannot work because they can. It will just take effort on both part. Taurus craves stability and commitment and security, whereas a Sagittarius enjoys freedom and wanderlust. They need excitement and change and adrenaline. Stimulation is extremely important to Sagittarius. However, Wells is a Sagittarius moon and Sarah is an Aquarius moon. And these two signs do have a lot of fun and excitement together. So that means on an emotional level, they can truly keep each other guessing and, and the stimulation when the other needs play from the other. So there's that. As for astrological timing, August 14th had a funny little twinkle of luck on their side. Mercury planet of communication was in Wells sector of romance, meaning his mind was highly activated about this at that time. For Sarah, this was a time when it was in her sector of fame and public recognition. So her reaching out to another celebrity was a perfect way to channel that. The moon was also in Taurus, meaning Wells was feeling more attuned to his emotions and open to her. In July 2018, Jupiter, planet of miracles, was finally in Wells's sector of marriage and commitment, meaning, meaning that it was a divine timing for him to finally move to be with her. With them announcing their engagement on the lunar eclipse on July 16th, 2019, this is so funny to me because it hits their charts slightly different. With it being a lunar eclipse, it means that there was a big spotlight moment of coming out, and I'm anticipating one of them is either a Cancer rising or a Virgo rising. Uh, beyond that, though, this eclipse highlighted Wells' media and publicity, and for Sarah, it was all about what she owns and possesses, which is him. Oh. Yeah, there yeah. was a lot of discussion, uh, too, about who bought the ring. Yeah, she's, she's definitely making sure that she is locking that down. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, he, he might have found some success recently, but she is one of the stars of one of the longest-running uh, sitcoms. That can be ever. difficult for some men. Yeah. So, I mean, kudos to him if he's able to know. He seems that. really like just he's obsessed with her. Mm -hmm. So it's awesome. Well, the last thing I'll say for them is that Jupiter, the planet of miracles, is in Sagittarius right now. So it is meaning that Sarah is, one of her luck, is in one of her luckiest years of her life, and she is launching important seeds that will bless her for the next 12 years. As I've mentioned many times, when Jupiter is in your sign, we often have the most magnificent and major life beginnings occur. People get engaged, married, have a baby, launch their career, etc. That is exactly what is happening for her. For him, he is in uh, his luckiest in intimacy in his partnerships this year, which is clear that their union is divine and going to grow deeper with time. So congrats to them. Well, you must be nice. No. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, so cute. Yeah, if you're a bitter single like me, um, maybe don't follow them yet. Like, just wait till you are happy and have someone because they're significantly adorable, but I'm very happy for them. Next, we have an interesting story about uh, Kathy Griffin and Andy Cohen. So we're pretty familiar with these two pop culture figures. Um, and very recently, Kathy sat down with People.com. Um, I actually, it was either People Magazine specifically or People.com, but you know, the People. And she opened up about her former boss and kind of former frenemy, Andy Cohen. So uh, Kathy said that the Watch What Happens Live coast, Andy, had, uh, they've been involved in a rift since October 2017. But things really escalated when um, Andy was tapped to host CNN's New Year's Eve live alongside Anderson Cooper after Griffin was fired um, around that same time for posing with a mask of President Donald Trump, uh, photoshopped uh, the bloody head. We all know that photo, which really um, messed with Kathy's everything. It kind of ruined her career in a lot of ways. A lot of ways. So when she spoke to people, she said that during that time, Andy treated her like a dog and was one of the worst bosses she's ever had because she did have a reality show on Bravo, um, ended up getting canceled, and she blames that on Andy. And, you know, she also said basically when all of that went down, he was really, really terrible to her. And also around the same time as the Trump thing, uh, Andy was asked on a red carpet 
uh, about hosting the New Year's Eve bash that Kathy didn't get, you know, the opportunity to host. And he made a joke saying, like, who is she? I don't know her. Around that, because there was a pop culture thing during that time that it was Mariah Carey and Nicki Minaj had a thing. I, I think both, it was Jennifer Lopez, wasn't it? What, it was... Someone with Nicki Minaj, I suppose. Oh, really? I, no, I think, actually, I think it was Nicki and Mariah because they were saying that they didn't know each... Because they were judges yeah. on American Idol. Anyways, I, oh. Andy Andy basically was trying to not want to talk about the drama at hand, the scandal, and tried to make a joke, but it really, really pissed Kathy off. She's like, of course he knows me. Like, we've worked together for years. Oh, my God. And so basically now at this point, um, even Cohen addressed it recently on the Howard Stern show Andy did, and he just didn't mean it to blow up like this. He doesn't really have any ill will towards Kathy. Kathy is just like kind of staking him in the media right now. And um, there's some interesting things Kyle sees with their their signs and their charts. I just can't wait to be big enough someday to be like, I don't know her. <laughs> right? Is that awesome? What if, like, you say that about me one day? It's like, I don't oh, know. Davidson, you're like, I don't know her. No. Like, I, no. I wouldn't be like that for you. Okay, thank you. No. <laughs> and I'm literally, I've, like, looked into our charts. We're, like, really fine. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Kathy Griffin is a Scorpio rising with a Scorpio sun. Which is a very scary combination, if you ask me. So she is purely Scorpio energy. Scorpio. What are they known for? You, yeah, you go into that. Yeah, I mean, I all mean, I envision is the, yeah. the scorpion. That's all. I mean, it's which not is the best image. Very but. indicative of the kind of people uh, they are. You know, they kind of can like turn on the flip of a coin on you. Um, I mean, Kyle probably understands this better, but I have a like really big, scary like hatred against Scorpios. Um, I, you know, bad tempers and just overall, I typically don't find Scorpios uh, very great to be around. Well, see, here's the thing. Every sign has good things and bad things to them. And, you know, Scorpios have fantastic things to them. They're very hardworking. They're very ambitious. They're very loyal. You know, their, their passion is what makes them very strong. You know, but obviously on the reverse coin of that, they can potentially be very strategic, you know, Sometimes to the point of manipulation, but not always, you know, everybody has different, you know, nefarious things to them, but they certainly do get a lot of the the flack for that, I think, astrologically, you know, so there's that, you know, and she's definitely got that purely strong, powerful Scorpio energy going for her. Andy Cohen is a Gemini. We don't know his rising sign. Right off the bat, we can see that Scorpio and Gemini are not your typical combination. They have very different ways of doing things. Scorpio like control and have deep and powerful emotions. Gemini absolutely hate control and don't like to face immensely deep feelings. Their modes of communication in life are very different. Gemini are highly communicative and naturally gifted in media. Scorpio are, af- are, are after power and can hold an immense grudge. All of these notions are clear in this situation. Andy just wants to let it go, but Kathy won't ever let it go. The thing about Scorpios is that when they're wronged, they will hold it against you forever. They make terrible enemies because they will strike you until they win. I think the thing that is the most interesting here is that some of Kathy's resentment comes from the fact that Andy, a Gemini, had power or control over her in some degrees, which was because he was her boss. That is a natural authority, and Scorpio always think they are the authority. Kathy takes great pride in the strategy of her career, and she has become very iconic and and successful, and she has been the one that's been in control of her path. Gemini can be strategic and certainly play games with people, but once it's out for blood, they're just ready to move on and don't care because there's nothing that should be that serious to them. And especially when Andy's career is already rising. So Kathy resents him because of the competition. Andy is happy to dance along because it doesn't even matter to him, for real. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So there's that. The thing that I think is the most fascinating, though, is that I, I I was texting you about this. So in astrology, you can look back at certain days and things like that. And that's why when you and I were talking about like what you want to learn, Mm -hmm. I wanted, I I can look into that. So on May 30th, 2017, when Kathy launched her attack against Donald Trump, there was something very powerful happening in the sky. So, and this is just another example to everyone that's listening that you should consult the stars when you're making things happen because they do play such a powerful play, not only in that moment, but what comes from it. On May 30th, 2017, Mars, the planet of war and anger, 
collided with Saturn, the planet of hardship and authority. Oh, jeez. This brings frustration, disappointment, and anger. And frustration is due to, to other people standing in your way. Disappointment is going to come from unfulfilled desires. This resulting anger is difficult to express. And even without having to contend with adversar adversaries, you can become your own worst enemy. Personal attacks at this time can be very painful and bring out a mean streak in you, and others may maliciously try to damage your reputation and career. Because of this, there may be a deep tie to envy, hatred, or jealousy. The thing about this is that it's going to take a very long time for anyone to recover from the shock. Uh, however, it is important for you to get out of that anger out of you, and ultimately it just becomes this extremely destructive part, like literally on everything in your life. And she launched it at the exact worst time ever wow. to do that. And, I mean, Saturn is much more powerful than Mars. Mars is certainly the warrior energy, but Saturn is, is immense and cold, and it's very difficult to beat. And she was going up against something that was not going to lose. <clears throat> yeah, that's, it's, I've interviewed her on the red carpet uh, around Oscar time this What's year. What's she like? You know, I'm a little bit of a sucker. I, I'm I'm gullible. Um, so I actually really felt for her. Um, we talked, obviously, about what happened and mm -hmm. how she was blackballed in Hollywood and receiving death threats, and she still receives death threats. Um, and, you know, she doesn't feel safe and that perhaps it wasn't the best way to go about everything. But um, she was very kind to me. And I, but at the same time, I kind of look back, now that I know she's a double Scorpio too, I'm like, hmm, hmm Sam, they fool you. So <laughs> I don't know, you know, I, I, I definitely felt, I felt guilty for her, uh, not guilty, I felt bad for her, but then you think about it in a bigger picture because no, I, I do not like Donald Trump. I, I would never do what she did. Mm -hmm. Um, it takes some serious crazy balls, but it was, it was a dumb, it was a dumb thing to do. And I think it's a very fine line and a difficult line to find in today's social media and just new media in general. What, what is going too far? Mm -hmm. And Donald Trump has made an ass out of himself in a lot of different ways. And he has been a public figure for a long time and a celebrity. Mm -hmm. So I think that line was very blurred. And it's a shame she didn't have a Kyle on her side to be like, hey, if you're going to do something crazy, why don't <laughs> you wait until this date? Well, and that's why, like, I mean, I've even told people about, like, choosing your day that you say yes to a boyfriend or a girlfriend or get engaged or incorporate your company that is imprinted upon everything that's happening going forward mm -hmm. and you can actually predict what that's going to look like and be and you know it, I just that's that's really crucial you know do you think I mean she could ever recover from this I'd have to really do a deep dive into like the transits and the things that are going to be happening and I'd really really love to know all of her details yeah you know of, yeah. of the of her needle chart but she, she's known for being provocative though I feel like we should expect these kind of things from her obviously it was a bad judgment call mm -hmm. but was she really hurting anybody in the process I don't know like in comparison to the things that Trump has done yeah you know he has hurt people mm -hmm. It's kind of I don't know. I well, I, I agree with I agree with mm -hmm. you on that. It the uh, the punishment and the crime to me did not match up at all. Mm -hmm. Whereas the image was terrible. Yeah, and you know the only thing that I really got is like he has a young son, oh, yeah. and his young son saw that. So that I think was the mm -hmm. real kicker mm -hmm. um, within all of that. Well, but the thing is, had she launched this at a different time, it wouldn't have destroyed her career at that Interesting. point. Interesting. Literally. It had she waited, but her anger and frustration and fire, you know, she's, Mars is one of her rulers and she was just feeling this, you know, immense urge, you know, to, to, to take down power mm -hmm. and it was not going to work because she literally launched it on that day. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't, I, I, I actually, I, I do hope that she, I wish her the best. Yeah. I don't have any negativity to her. She's incredibly her. talented. Yeah. And beyond. Very much so. By the way, before we jump on to the next story, I just got a text from an ex that I dated in 2013, for real, and he sent me a photo of a Sheba and saying, hi, future husband. And I was like, what? Kyle loves Sheba. I'm by obsessed the way. with Sheba. I really want a Sheba. I really want a Sheba. Well, but he knows, he's obviously follows you on social media and sees you post about how you yeah, want your future husband to have a Sheba. Yeah, no, and yeah. It, like, he's really, really, really sweet and he's a Scorpio, but like... I mean, yeah. is there any room there for some rekindling? 
No, he lives in Chicago, and okay. no, I would never do it. Okay. But he's really nice. I mean, like, he's one kind of, like, there are very few people that, from my past that I wouldn't be open to having some sort of peace or reconciliation or, you know, friendship even. Yeah. You know, but, well, I mean. I think it's time for Kyle to find someone new and just literally put all these guys, you know. I mean, I already know what's happening astrologically for me coming up, and I'm very excited. Okay. All right. <laughs> Well, next we have our celeb WTF, which is actually, you know, a lot of times these aren't couples that I don't like, um, that they, they just seem random to me. So Nicole Kidman and Keith Urban, they have been together for a very long time, actually. But I think, you know, because when we started to know Nicole Kidman, it was the whole Tom Cruise thing, Scientology. And I mean, they're Keith, Keith and Nicole are both Australian, but you know, she's a lot taller than him. Um, He's this, like, rocker country, you know, has had, like, a lot of addictions, and she's this very demure, pure-seeming Academy Award, Emmy-nominated. Has she won? She's won an Emmy. She's won several. uh, She won an Emmy. I don't know if she's won an Oscar. But, like, they just... Yeah. She's got to have. Yeah. She's iconic. I yeah. think she did for, I think it was like Cold Mountain or something. Yeah, she's at least right won now. one Oscar and Emmy. Like, I mean, she's huge. And, you know, I love Keith Urban and his music and it's super fun and great, but it's just kind of like, huh, how random. But they first met in 2005 at an event in Los Angeles. They got married um, on June 25th, 2006, so it's very, very quick. And um, after a few months they that they had were married, though, she had to have an intervention. He had to go to rehab. For a few months, his addictions were getting the best of him. Uh, then in 2008, they had a daughter, second child in 2010. And in a recent interview, uh, Keith Urban talked about like how crazy she was in bed. And she commented, she's like, that's so embarrassing. Jeez. Like, am I like, I, and it's like, that is not what I was expecting really at all. But um, I was just interested to see like, what is going on with she's these She's a Scorpio two? rising. So yeah, she's crazy in bed. Okay, good to know. Mm-hmm. Well, you can me. sense the fire in her roles, though. She definitely yeah. has a fire. Yeah, hundred percent. So, uh, what are their signs, Kyle, and like how do they mesh or or don't? Totally. So Nicole Kidman is a Scorpio rising and a Gemini sun. Keith Urban is a Cancer rising and a Scorpio sun. So right off the bat, we can see that their rising signs are super compatible. They're both water signs rising, and there's this intrinsic intuitive rapport. There's an emotional connection between them, almost telepathic, and there is a strong understanding from Keith's end of Nicole's persona and how she carries herself publicly. So this is because her rising sign is closely aligned to his sun sign, like their degrees. This can be one of the important factors when determining marriage and long-lasting relationships. Nicole identified with Keith and Keith had respect and admiration for her. They also had similar goals and this can signify great physical attraction. Their wedding on June 25th, 2006 had some lovely aspects as well. It was a new moon signifying an important new beginning for their relationship together. The sun, moon, and Mercury were in Cancer, which is Keith's rising sign, signifying he was radiant and emphasizing his masculine energy. However, Venus was in Gemini, which is Nicole's sign, showing she was radiating beauty like a goddess. Mars, signifying more masculine power, was in Keith's sector of fame, while Jupiter, planet of luck and fortune, was in Scorpio. For Nicole, this was signifying an important beginning chapter for the next 12 years, but it also affected Keith in an important similar way since he is a Scorpio son. They actually were launching important new chapters that year together and separately. Oh, that's very cute. So this is like a moment when the stars align. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good for them. And I just truly hope, and I do think they will. I mean, they've been together for so long at this point. So they're very much a golden couple of Hollywood. I mean, it's th- these are long-lasting energies. I actually me. see them together. I think that it's so unexpected, but when you see them together, like, interacting, there's mm-hmm. this video online that I saw where he was uh, serenading her with one of his songs in the mm-hmm. car, and you, you sense the love. Yeah, the so, way they look at each other, But for it is sure. unexpected at first glance, yeah. Well, next, we, of course, want to get into your chart, Pepe, and uh, see what's going on there, you know, with your past partners, future partners, love life, career, all of that. Don't be scared. So, I, I mean, obviously, I can dive very deeply into people's charts, mm-hmm. and but this, I think, is actually the most in-depth one that we've done for anyone on air. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. You had some questions that I wanted to kind of highlight for you. So, you are a Sagittarius rising, 
with a Virgo sun and a Capricorn moon. This means that you are fire and earth. I'm actually very similar to that too. So I'm, I'm all fire and earth too. And, you know, so you naturally, for the rest of your life, you're going to read Sagittarius and Virgo. Always. Because it's kind of pretty much half and half. So you are definitely a hard worker and ambitious and you love to always be busy. This is because of the mix between your Virgo sun, which is all about the day-to-day -day details and building for the long term, mixed with your Sagittarius rising, which creates excitement, spontaneity, and adventure. You need to constantly be stimulated and to express yourself and have freedom, otherwise you feel stifled, bored, and literally get down on yourself. Like, I could probably see if you even get, like, depressed. Yeah. Does this make sense? Yeah. Okay. Sense, yeah. All right, so important information I have for you is that you are currently in the beginning chapter of your entire life. Jupiter, the planet of luck and miracles, is in your rising sign in your first house of identity. This means that all of the biggest seeds for the next 12 years are being laid right now. You have the entire world of luck on your side until February 12th, 2020. This began earlier in this year and will continue until then. When this sort of thing happens, people see their career launch, they fall in love or get engaged, start a new career, buy a house, move across country, have a baby, get a puppy, whatever is going to bring happiness and be important over the coming 12 year cycle for you. Can I do all those things? Yes. And that's the thing is that like, <laughs> sometimes when you know this energy shifts out of here, it's favored into just one specific thing. But because it's in your, your, your identity here, you can have it all. Wow. And, and yeah, so I'm super excited about you for that. Uh, you literally have the entire luck of the universe on your side now. So even though things are naturally happening, you have to use it because that's the thing with astrology is yes, I can predict certain things. And yes, we can look at like trends happening. But if you know that a window is opening to you, you've got to take it. You can't sit back, sit back and expect things to happen for you. Yeah, you because the initiative done. you have to create that life, you know? Yeah. All right, so I have more good news for you too. <laughs> uh, another thing I want to point out is that the best new moon of the entire year takes place in Virgo on August 30th. With Mars, Venus, Mercury, the Sun, and Moon all aligning closely together, giving you more power than anyone else Ooh. to actually make the life of your dreams a reality. So you need to make important actions to build that life after August 30th. So like in the 10 days, the closer you do it to then, the better. However, the second half of August until October are going to be absolutely spectacular to you. And I actually do, I was looking further into your chart, I see a lot of really great career beginnings actually happening around this time too. And these career beginnings are going to last you about two years. So wow. if not forever, because they, they could really take you to that. So that's really good too. Uh, when it comes to the eclipses, you're very likely going to fall in love again, certainly within the next year, because you are having major destined moments take place in your romantic sector. Also, on December 3rd for a year, Jupiter, the planet of miracles, is going into this romantic sector too. So the reason I have com uh, complete fact faith that you're going to fall in love deeply than probably ever before is because uh, a few, few years ago, I was having eclipses and Jupiter go into the same region for me. And that's when I fell in love more deeply than I ever have before. And so that's why I know it's coming to you too. Like, for real. I was getting ready to become a monk after my last relationship. So I guess yeah. <laughs> it's, it's coming for sure. All right, so then you also, one of the questions you asked me is that, so we've already touched on obviously all the career stuff that's really coming for you that's really, really exciting. Uh, you asked me to look into the past regarding your previous relationship and why it may not have worked. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned it ended about three months ago, and without having the exact dates and the other person's birth chart, I, I can see just, you know, some, you know, pretty general things here. So I can see that Saturn, the planet of hardship but also maturity, has been, been in your sector of love and romance since 2017. And it will continue to be there until 2020. So it is forcing you to really focus on partners and people who want to go the long haul with you and also teaching you about your needs in love and sex and, and what it is that it's gonna take to really fulfill you in pleasure and you know adventure and the kind of person that's really like gonna be providing that and, and emerging with you in that way. Mm -hmm. There's a few different things here too. You may be drawn to either older partners or you may have previously noticed your partners being colder and more distant. And that's possibly why things kind of like shattered. Also, you know, as I mentioned before, you're having eclipses in your love sector. So all of that information is really affecting you because it's, it's, it's literally shaking you out of patterns and clearing you out of relationships. 
that are not important, that are not helping you grow. Mm -hmm. And these are destined moments that have, are, have been built since you were born. So, you know, you're actually being directed to a supremely better love. And, you know, you're actually going to be able to build more, you know, passion and pleasure and fulfillment with this, this you know, energy being in place. So that's just, you know, kind of... So the eclipse is also to blame for people also uh, getting engaged and breaking up around this time. Yes. In general, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's illuminating in a lot of different aspects. Well, it's exactly. So, but it really, it depends on how it's hitting your chart. So, you know, with you specifically, it's, there's so much focus on love, you know, and actually your uh, social sector, sector too. So you're probably going to be noticing, and it probably actually began last July, uh, and it certainly is happening now, like literally right now, and it's going to be happening throughout 2020, is that your social sector is actually going to be expanding, you're actually going to be meeting new friends, and you're actually going to be seeing your friends being removed from your life. People that are not actually good for you, not in the sense that you're super toxic together or something, but it could mm -hmm. be like, you're just not on the same path anymore, you mm -hmm. know? And so you don't have to like break in this like traumatic ending, but it, it would be in a way that, you know... You're, you're being directed into new social circles. I do think that's probably going to be happening for you if it's not already happened. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but I definitely, like, you're going to fall in love. Oof. We'll see. Not we'll see. <laughs> I know. He knows. It's true. I feel like we need to check back in, in like, a year. We should do, I, I always want to do like check back in with the people we've talked to, you know, it's, well, it's so interesting. I was actually mentioning to him about, you know, when the next stages of this podcast uh, evolve, which we will be happy to talk about later on, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, we will definitely be bringing you back. Yes. Oh, sweet. So we'll see where you are at. On that note, guys, let's get into our final part of the show, which is our Bang Mary kill and it is cancers yeah. leo no these are leo's leo so, season sorry our first leo season yeah no i'm super super excited about these ones and it's so funny because i've been you know we've been following them we've been talking about them a lot i actually think we've done a story on almost every single one of them okay uh since we began doing this and you know they're, they're beautiful and you know very iconic at this point in time so we have Charlize theron oh my god kylie jenner and jennifer lawrence Ooh. Okay. Right. Actually, I know. I really know. So you, do you want to go first? You go first. Okay. You go first. All right. So definitely marry Charlize Theron because I mean, damn. Um, I would bang Kylie Jenner because I have a feeling she's probably very good in bed. Um, and I'm gonna kill Jennifer Lawrence. Oh <gasps> no! I'm why? sorry. I don't really like her. I think she seems, um, just like not my kind of. My kind of person. I don't know. That that's what I'm doing. All right. Who wants to Who wants to take a stab? I guess. Uh, okay. Kill Kylie Jenner. I'm sorry. I just I don't. Get it. I don't relate to that kind of lifestyle. <laughs> uh, I think shag Charlize Theron and uh, marry Jennifer Lawrence because uh -huh. I think I would just laugh my ass off with Jennifer. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like I'm gonna bang Charlize. She's just a goddess. She you looks know? like she would be She's just a goddess. And I do think I actually, you know, I it's funny because I've, you know, over the last few years with Jennifer Lawrence being so saturated, you know, I think that, you know, there's been such a feeling of kind of burnout with her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But like, you know, especially in the beginning, it's like you could really see her personality come through. And so that's, you know, even though I, I don't know her personally, I actually have a lot of friends that know her. But... I, I feel like, yeah, I think I'd marry her. You too. guys are fools. Who would not want to marry into the Kylie Jenner empire? Oof. Do you guys know I know, I was thinking about that, I know. She's one of the richest. Billionaires. But she's a please, billionaire. Please do yourself a favor and watch the interview that she has with her husband. It is just cringeworthy. You can't watch it. They talk about peanut butter sandwiches and how she's the best peanut butter sandwich maker. It's, yeah, it's yeah, ridiculous. That's why it's I would so bang Charlize. Like, I don't need to, you know, I could just marry <laughs> Kylie and like just be with someone else most of the time. That's, yeah. that's fine by me. That's healthy. Yeah. yeah Unfortunately, I mean, Kylie, healthy. like, you know, not trying to actually send you hate or anything. You know? No, no. But, you know, no, no. sorry, she's, just for the sake of the game, bye. Yes. And she's very young and, you know, does, does a very good job at uh, whatever it is that she does because it's a lot of things. 
But on that note, thank you guys so much for joining us. And thank you, Pepe, for being um, of course, our thanks guest. For having me. Where can everyone find you on social media? And do you have anything to plug that's coming up for you in the uh, future? No, nothing yet. I'm just uh, continuing to audition, working small projects here and there. But you guys can follow me on uh, Instagram at Pepoduder. It's P E P O D U D E R. And you guys can find me, Sam Davidson, at SamD43 on Twitter and Instagram. And of course, don't forget to follow us at Astro Kiki Radio on Instagram as well. And I am Kyle Thomas, and you can follow me on Instagram at MR Kyle Thomas because I'm a gentleman. And you can definitely follow me on Facebook and add me or whatever. I'm Kyle Thomas on there as well. So thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to talking to you soon. Oh, wait, wait, wait. And we are partnered with the amazing Horoscopes and Horoscopes Daily on Instagram, so make sure to follow our feed there. Yes, and guys, Kyle actually does some really cool stuff there every week that if you like what he talks about here, he talks about that even more there. So go check it out. Absolutely. Bye. Yo. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Astro Kiki Radio on the Left of Straight Radio Network. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Astro Kiki Radio, and you can also check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. Make sure to join us next week, and don't forget, we are the only e-news of astrology. Astrology.